Hello to all my grown men in little boy clothes. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one on one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you, and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. Live show. That's right, we did some live shows. This is the first one back, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Underground Arts was the venue. Thank them for having us. Thank you all for coming out. Thank you all for being vaccinated, keeping it safe, showing up. I am so thrilled that I get to share this with you, the sound of a live event. If you're someone out there and you haven't felt ready to go to a live event, I get it. I have long hoped that during the pandemic that this show brings you human conversation and a reminder that the, the world is a large place with other people out there feeling things too. I now hope that you can hear the sound of a crowd laughing, clapping, cheering, yelling stuff, and go, oh, yes, we're out there. The world is out there. ChrisGeth.com, by the way, we got more shows coming up, cities all over the U.S. You can go there. I'm, I'm working really hard to make sure all the vaccination proof is required and keeping it safe. You want to see if your city's on the list? ChrisGeth.com. This call worked great for a live call. It's one of those ones where you go, man, I wonder how that would have been just as a regular call because it was kind of meandering. And the caller talks a lot about cutting hair and living in Kansas and weird things people have said. And then right towards the tail end just starts dropping some truth bombs where you go, that's right. Everybody's got something. Everybody's got something. Enjoy it. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Is this Chris? This is Chris, yes. Hi. I had to say it, man. It's, it's tradition at this point, right? It is very traditional. I'm glad you went with it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to let you know. As tradition. <laughs> I'm, I'm very amped up. This is our first live show back since uh, in like almost two full years. So I'm super psyched. And you know who else is yes. psyched? All these people in Philly who, who got your back, okay? What in Philly? And now listen, we got to make this good, though, because the Flyers are playing tonight, and I think these people are going to fucking kill me if we don't bring the heat. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I like so, your uh, vibe already. Hey. You know, every podcast I've listened to, when you start off with, I like your vibe already, it ends up being an amazing podcast. There you go. So, well, you know what it see, is? They agree. They already know. See, this is, what, this is what happened. This is why I said I like your vibe already. Because when I said it was Philly, you started shouting about Philly as they shouted. You're buttering up the crowd. <laughs> And then I said, we got to make it good because the fires are playing. And you did a giggle that in my head, I could hear the giggle was you going, I could really fuck around and get Chris Gethard killed tonight if I want to. And I can tell you're a troublemaker already. In uh, a way I am not a violent man. No, no, sir. No, sir. I'm not hey, a violent man. I didn't say violent, man. I said master manipulator. All hey. right. Charles Manson uh, okay, didn't okay, kill okay, anybody. Okay. okay? <laughs> he just, he just invoked it. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> uh, so what's so up? So how does this work? Do you start asking me questions or do I just start rambling stuff off? Let's, let's just ramble. Yeah, let me know you're, uh, I guess, in, oh. in the broad strokes. Who are you? What, who, am I, who am I talking to tonight? Okay, well, I won't say my name, obviously. And um, I'm a barber from central Kansas, a little... Just, uh, I don't think anybody's going to woo about Kansas, and that's fine. That's 100% okay. You don't have to lie to me, crowd. I understand. There's nothing going on over here. All right? <laughs> um, I'm a middle school football coach. Um, we just finished our season 7-0, and so things are going good. Um, I'm sitting at home right now waiting for my girlfriend to get done with her nails. And um, hanging out with my dog. Did you say hanging out with your dog? My little, my puppies. I got two girls, Eva and Fiona. What kind of puppies are we talking? One of them is a Frenchie. She's little. We call her little tiny. Her name is Fiona, but we call her little tiny because she's little and tiny. Pretty self-explanatory. And then we got a big old girl, and her name is Ava. She's a 
German Shepherd Doberman mix. So we got a big one and a little one. So pretty crazy around here. I'm going to tell you something. We're not even four full minutes in, and I think you have this crowd thoroughly charmed. <laughs> Just a barber from Kansas you know, hanging my, at home waiting for his girl. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, my mom has always told me I'm special, so I'm glad other people see that. Now, Don't push it. Let's take your foot off the gas a little bit, bro. Let's, What's not, that? let's not charm him too hard. We got to fill an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm all start. I, I, you know, no finish. <laughs> so, um, anyways, my girlfriend is actually the big, beautiful, anonymous fan. She. She put me on, and other, in lack of other words, she kind of showed me your podcast. And actually, before she showed me your podcast, we watched your special on HBO. And that, that I, want, I just need to tell you, man, a masterpiece. The way that you are able to tell your story through comedy and make it feel like it's not such a, uh, I don't even, like taboo. Like it's, it's something that people actually go through. Oh, it's just thanks. really amazing. It's awesome. Happy to do my part. And I'm glad you like it. But yeah, she's a huge fan. She's actually called before. Um, she got in. So as soon as when you call and you get in, you know, it goes into the spill about what's going on. And she freaked out and hung up the phone. Fair. <laughs> right away. She calls me right afterwards and says, Babe, you'll never, you'll, you'll never know what just happened. I just got into Beautiful Anonymous. I said, what? And you're talking to me? Like, what happened? And she's like, I freaked out. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Can't do it. So does she know that you're connected right now and talking to me? I texted her, but if anyone knows what happens when you're getting your nails done, you're, you're not looking at your phone very often. So she has no clue until she'll look at the text message. But I told her, I said, I'm on the phone with Chris. Don't call. I've been informed. The crowd has told me she does not have any clue then, that she's not checking her phone if she's getting her nails done. No. So listen, that means yeah. she, her, her and her nail tech, Janet, are having a good old time <laughs> talking about this and that. Listen, that means she's she going to hear this in the future. She's going to just turn on the yeah. podcast one day. It's going to be your episode. So I don't, if you want to propose, it's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Listen, that is, it's crazy you even bring that up. I don't have a ring or anything, but it has been on my mind a lot lately. A lot. Wow. Go ahead and get the ring. So um, if she's listening to this and I haven't got the ring yet, she needs to start beating my eye. I won't cut. All right. Sally, I'm sorry. I won't cut. Cutting yourself off at ass and then saying, sorry, Sally, I won't cuss means you're my mom's new favorite caller. Cuss. <laughs> but I kind of feel like that's even better. Instead of a proposal going, if I don't have the ring by the time you hear this, beat my ass. I feel like in Philly, that's better than a marriage proposal. Beat my ass. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that works out that way. <laughs> now, I don't get beat up. I'm going to tell you something about me. I have long thought that being a barber would be one of my most panic-inducing jobs. <laughs> I, I feel like it would be so Dude, stressful and there's is. so much potential for people to mm -hmm. blame you for a bad haircut. I wouldn't be able to handle it. How do you deal so with it? Basically, when I first started cutting hair, I had never cut hair in my life. Um, what really made me feel more comfortable cutting people's hair was you go through a 30-day class where you don't have any instruments to cut or anything, and they just teach you theory about cutting, basically. And towards the end of those 30 days, they give you a kit, a barber kit, with all your clippers and scissors and all that stuff. And so I get that kit, and at that point, I'm like, hey, buddy, talking to my best friend at the time, I'm like, hey, let me cut your hair. I know how. And totally, totally, totally made him look, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, it was no hair all the way up to the side of his head. And then right around that parietal ridge, if anyone knows head anatomy, right around the 
Primal Ridge is just this long, dark spot all the way around his whole head. And then we're like, okay, we're not done. Um, they taught us a little bit about color. And so we bleached his hair and put color in it. And so now he looks like a, uh, a knockoff Bert and Ernie, like combined. I don't know how to explain it. Just no hair on the side and just bright yellow and green hair. Um, did a lot wrong. And so after that, I was like, if I can mess up somebody that bad and they can still be my friend, I can pretty much cut anybody's hair. Wow. Yeah, I know. This Lots on back there. Other than that, everything's kind of been a lot more smooth. Every haircut you do, you get a little more confident. I've been doing it for uh, about two and a half years now, three years if you're counting the whole year of Barber College. But uh, I, I'm feeling really good, feeling really good, feeling like I'm starting to become, you know, better and better and better. Well, look, Peter Parker got bit by a radioactive spider and you had that experience uh -huh. with your head. That's your origin story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did My you? mom actually cut hair. That's that's why. Got it. And wait, did your friend ever let you cut his hair again after that? Oh yeah, I cut his hair all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a true yeah. friend. Recently, I just gave him this. Um, I, don't, I I don't know. He's he's a uh, he's a trying to be an up and coming rapper. If I can plug him at any point, go for it. Um, not go necessarily it. rapper, but a singer. I mean, he makes amazing music. It is. Blaine B, it's Blaine with a Y, and then just B, period. He didn't really try hard on his name. I tried out names for him. I said, you know, at the time when we were kids, G-Easy was a big deal. So I was like, B-Easy. Like, that's a great name, you know? And he's like, nah, nah, nah. He's like, I'll just go by Blaine. And I was like, that's weird. He's like, I'll add the initial. I was like, that's worse. But... Let's pause there. Convoluted origin story for your friend's rap name, but I hope it leads to some people going and checking out his work. Maybe he's a great rapper. Who knows? Go find out and listen to that. Also listen to the ads. We'll be right back. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now let's get back to our live show from Underground Arts in Philadelphia. At the time when we were kids, G-Easy was a big deal. So I was like, B-Easy. Like, that's a great name, you know? And he's like, nah, nah, nah. He's like, I'll just go by Blaine. And I was like, that's weird. He's like, I'll have the initial. I was like, that's worse. But he went with it. He's doing, he's doing some stuff. If people get on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever, you can find them pretty quickly. Anyway, so he kind of has this crazy aesthetic where he likes dyed hair, long hair, and different stuff. Recently, he moved back to our hometown. He was living in Wichita, and he moved back to our small hometown. And after a month and a half of being there, he comes to me and says, I want a mullet. Um, I don't know if you know anything about small towns in Kansas, but that's pretty much the whole get up there. A lot of Joe Durte is walking around. Um, but he tries to be a little more punk rock with it. So he still has the dyed hair on top and then it's just longer in the back. And then he has like a burst fade on the side. I don't know if you know what that means, but I don't basically, yeah, I still cut his hair. I don't, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't get this Chris. Um, but I, I want to say also, I want to ask you, yeah, how much do you pay for your haircut? Wow, this feels weirdly invasive. As, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to be like, wow, you're paying that much for that bad. No, 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 I'm just saying like, <laughs> I'm saying like, you're, you're in a different town. I mean, city, I'm in a small little town in Kansas and I'm just trying to see the price differential between how much I charge and how much you get yeah. charged. Uh, let's see. I feel, I, well, I'm Let me ask you, I've been going to a place lately where this guy lists himself as a master barber. I don't know if that's a real qualification. Oh. Is that a real thing? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Anybody that calls him a master barber is just 
pretty full of themselves. <laughs> because here's the thing. If you're a master of something, right, you have nothing else to learn. You can't get better. And as we learn in history and everything, things freaking change. So how in the world are you going to be a master and not be able to learn anything, but everything is changing? I mean, I did not mean to set you off, bro. I did not mean to open this can of worms, bro. You got mad. It's ridiculous. I I mean, think about it. You know, you you do comedy and you learn more and more about comedy as you go, right? Yeah. Now, someone comes in and says, I'm a master comic. Like, you can't get any more funnier. Like, you're not going to come up with any more jokes. You're just done now. Pretty. I see your point. If someone started proclaiming themselves a master comic around me, I would laugh literally forever. I, I would just. Yeah. And I would tell everyone would think- I know in comedy that that person can fuck off. That's, you're right. Yeah. I think it's just a gimmick because people don't, people don't know. Like, I have Native American heritage, and, like, people that um, claim that their stuff is 100% Native American authentic and sell it as such, it's pretty weird. Like, my mom, for instance, will tell people, like, people have told her, like, oh, look at this thing I got made by real Native Americans in Colorado. My mom's like, I get stuff made by real Native Americans all the time. Like, that's just, that's just their art projects, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just kind of feel like, are you there? I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it got real quiet. I was, just, I was like, maybe I lost them. Maybe I lost no, them. we were all just focusing it. I don't think any of us saw Native American art projects coming up at the beginning of your rant, your anti-master barber rant. So we were all just, yeah, yeah, we were yeah. all just following I'm you. Sorry, I, I try to, I try to like make analogies and then also try to like make them a little funny. Like, but no one got the joke, and that's kind of why I was like, uh, everyone there or no? So I think the what, answer I like, is $40. I, them. I think it's $40, if I remember off the top of my head. That's how much I pay you for got I think about, I think $40. if I remember. I th- well, look, I have had some bad you- haircuts in my life, and I have cowlicks. And have uh-huh. you, have you, I don't know if you just uh-huh. listen to the podcast or if you know, oh, well, you watch Chris Suicide. Have you ever seen a crazier hairline than mine? Yeah, it happens to everybody, dude. I mean, I need, <laughs> it just happens. I've learned that I need to pay. I need to pay. Like, when I get discount haircuts, it really shows. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. So I think it's $40 uh-huh. at this new place. And I felt confident that he was a master barber. barber but now you're making me think maybe he's like yeah. a snake oil salesman. Like some kind of pretentious well, fraud. It, it's all about how happy you are with the haircut at the end of the day. You know? I've never been it, truly happy me, with a haircut my entire life. Tactic. I don't think I've been truly happy with a haircut once in my entire life. I feel like, at best, I got away with something. I have an extremely large head and a crazy hairline and just a series of connected cowlicks that were the bane of my mother's existence for my entire childhood. And it's wild. Your Your whole rant about your hair made me think about your hair. And I actually remember the first time I saw you, I was not your special and I lied to you and I'm sorry. The okay. first time I <laughs> the first time I saw you do anything at all was on a documentary on HBO called Rick, what was that called? Class Action Park? No. That's it. That's the one. Yeah, Beautiful I, documentary by the way. That I, was hilarious. I loved it. Like the people that, the people that were allowing that to happen are absolutely out of their mind. I cannot believe that is something that existed. Yeah, it was wild, dude. It was really wild, yeah. I cursed a lot on that talk. I watched it back. I was like, oh, they used a lot more of me than I thought they were going to. And I cursed a lot. Yeah, I was like, when I first saw you on there, I was like, who is this guy? Like, should I know him? Like, I couldn't figure it out because I watched it. I watched it. I started it by myself, right? And I watched it. I was like, who is this, like, grown man dressed kind of like he's still in his 20s? Like, I couldn't figure it out. And then I didn't finish it. I had something going on. So I restarted it with my girlfriend. My girlfriend's like, oh, my God, Chris Guthrie's done this. 
I said, who? He said, she said, Chris Guthrie. And I kept on saying who, like it's a Mike Jones song. And she had to show me your podcast and show me all this other stuff. And that's the first time I saw you. I'm sorry. Cool, cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that one didn't make me feel as good as the one when you were talking about, oh, you told your story so clearly without any shame. What the f- versus you saying like, you're a man who wears boy clothes and I have no idea who you are. <laughs> I mean, you just didn't dress like I was expected. It wasn't like a bad thing because I wear like I'm in I'm 23, but I feel like I dress like a high schooler. Like I, I wear a lot of Nike, a lot of sweat short shorts, like the sweat shorts and Nike shoes yeah, and different yeah. stuff like that. And I feel like that's not how I should be dressing. Like I feel like as no, a barber, based on everything you've said thus far, town, that's exactly how you should be dressing. Exactly. <laughs> I needed that confirmation today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here to make you feel good, baby. Even moments after you make me feel extraordinarily self-conscious. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, no, I admit these but, jackets are clearly driven by some sort of midlife crisis. Like, we can all agree on that, right? <laughs> it's okay. Um... I think everyone should do what makes them happy. So uh, if that makes you comfortable, that makes you comfortable, I guess. Uh, well, now, listen, we've gone down a bunch of sidetracks. Tra- uh, side uh-huh. But before the uh-huh. tangents, you said you did remember that you saw me in Class Action Park specifically in relation to my hair. It did come about because yeah. you said, oh, yeah, your hair. So you were thinking something about my hair. Well, what, and then yeah. just an unknown guy cursing about water slides. You uh-huh. had thoughts about, as a barber, you had thoughts about my hair when you watched this. Uh, yeah, I just, I just notice people's hair now. And it's not necessarily in a bad way. It's just like, uh, I wonder how I would go about cutting it, you know? Break it down. More what was, along what the, was the reaction of, to mine? It, it just looked like that's all you could do. <laughs> like, it looks like you're getting exactly what you should be getting. I don't know why they're laughing like I was trying to burn you. I was, I'm, I'm being serious. Like right now, right now I have a buzz cut. You know, it's skin on the sides and I don't have hair on top. I, I started thinning and I didn't like the way that it looked like a comb over. So I just started taking it off and that's really all I could do at this point. It's okay. Hey, so I, you got nothing to apologize for. Just a man standing on stage and you saying, in my professional opinion as a barber, you, you have no other option. So keep doing what you're doing. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You're doing what you're doing, man. Now, I I, um, I want to tell you, we have a thing set up where people can use a hashtag to submit questions uh-huh. for you. We haven't gone to it I yet. Heard that. We've got a little. We've got like 38 minutes left. Do you want to have our first round of audience interactions and questions? Oh, sure. Let's go for it. Oh, Anthony says that you should cut my hair and go full road warrior animal on it. Are you familiar with the 90s tag team wrestling legends, the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal? Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, Sally, I'm so sorry. God rush. dang it. Gosh darn. Um, oh, I someone in that really crowd good. asking what a peanut chew is. Are peanut chews not ubiquitous in Philadelphia? They're the, the greatest candy God ever gave us. I don't, know, I don't us. know what a peanut chew is. Yeah, well, no, uh, right now. it's in relation to something I said in relation. It's a, it's a candy that uh, is sold in like the Philly mm-hmm. and South Jersey area. It's really delicious. Mm-hmm. You should check some them. Um, Did you know that they let us hear the show as you're about to record and the whole time I'm feeling with anxiety thinking, is he just going to like throw me in dry? Like what's going to happen? And so I heard all of that yeah. feeling with anxiety. I was waiting on a haircut. I was going to be talking to you as I was cutting someone's hair. I didn't know if you knew that. Wait, um, you, you have they someone? called me while. You have someone right no, there? No, no one's here. Oh, okay. No, They're... no, no. That would have so been. So listen, I was, it was going to be doing that. That's what was going to be happening. They first, when I got on the phone with your producer, um, the nice gentleman that talked to me, he, he called me and I was still at work. I was in the middle of cutting one of my client's hair and I had another one after him. So I was going to start the show talk, talking to you Understood. while I was cutting someone's hair, but Understood. that guy didn't show up. So I went home. Got it. And so on my way home is when you started talking to the crowd and getting them hyped up and talking about the 
candy bar and the hashtag and yeah. then you're reading some of those off and different stuff like yeah. that. And I was dealing with this anxiety, like, what am I supposed to even say to this guy? And here, here we are. Here we are. Okay. Here we Someone are. Um, wants, oh, where was that one? That was a very good one. Um, Oh, I, I, I lost who said it. I'll track it down. Someone wanted to know why do barbers often charge uh, women more than men for haircuts? Is there any reason except that they're being douches? That was from Isabel. <laughs> so uh, I don't cut women's hair. Um, I, I don't really deal with the longer hair. I send them to a beautician that I really like and enjoy, and I think she does a really good job. So I usually send them her way because she's going to take care of them better. But a lot of the time when you're getting paid, it's because of the hair, um, how long it is. So like the more work and how long it takes, is kind of like per hour almost. Like if I were to have to do a haircut and a beard shave, like a full on shave, that's double the service. So I have to like, you have to pay more. Yeah. That's, that's all it really is. It really, okay. hopefully it's, you're not going to a dude and he's cutting your hair and just ripping you off that I really wouldn't hope someone would do that. All right. All right. There's still honor amongst the barbers of Kansas. James Craig, I got your back on this. First things first, James wants to know what's the weirdest thing anyone has ever told you in a barber chair. Also said, she also said, uh, just before we get into that, my dear caller, just James, so I can have your back. James did say, also shout out my sexy wife and new mommy, Melissa, so I might get laid tonight. So there you go. I got your back, James. I hope it works, bro. I hope it works. I really do. And caller, you'll be happy to hear. I hope it works. Anthony in the crowd just just actually verified and said, uh, I'm a dog groomer. It's generally more hair equals more work, equals more labor, equals more money, especially if the dog is matted. So Anthony is Uh verifying it. This is a weird thing to say. Uh, Dogs and women, I guess, get treated the same. Uh, Weird. That's weird. That's weird how that came out. so what's uh-huh. the weirdest thing anyone's ever said in a barber's chair to you? Two stories kind of come to mind. Um, one, this girl I was cutting at the time, she, she kind of came off to me like um, she swung both ways. I don't know the proper way to say it, but she was a really cool girl. She got like all these crazy designs on her hair. Like I'd shave in like a bunch of triangles just because she liked triangles. I don't like she just did whatever or I just did whatever she asked me to do. But anyway, so I talked to her, and every time she would come in, she would tell me something different. And most of the time, it was about her boyfriend. And then one day, she comes in and tells me that her and her boyfriend had broken up. And she's kind of being really, really flirty with me. And it wasn't, and I wasn't really sure why. Like, I thought she was just a cool girl that I could cut her hair, totally platonic, nothing sexual about it. And she just continues to, like, bring up the fact that I'm a boy and she's a girl and something could happen there. And I'm kind of uncomfortable. I'm still in barber college at the time. So I I'm really uncomfortable because now she knows where I'm at all the time. Um, so she comes and she's, I'm cutting her hair and she asked me like where I like to eat the most and different stuff like that. I think it's a normal conversation. And she's like, well, I, you're kind of young for me anyway. I said, huh? Like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I think I was like 20 at the time, 19 or 20. And she's like, I guess I could let you take me out to dinner. And that had, I've never been more awkward in my life after that. I like had no, no words. I think I just, you know, when someone texts you something really weird and you just never open that text message. That's along the lines of what I did, mainly because like I was caught so off guard because she had talked about her boyfriend so much. And she's also asked me previously if I could hook her up with one of my lesbian friends. Hold on, though. So, but you're saying she was, first of all, kudos her. That is a slick move to just kind of try to Jedi mind track you into going on the date. That's cool. She sounds slick. But you're saying you just continued cutting her hair and never addressed the fact that she ignored it 100 (laughs) percent. i was not gonna put up with that behavior i'm (laughs) i don't know (laughs) we're supposed to be friends you can't put me in a box like that 
I love that. And and then did it ever? Did you ever get another message later from her of like, hey, sorry if that made you feel uncomfortable? And then uh, you know you didn't answer, so I realized I put you in a weird spot. Or has it just never been brought up again? Um, I every time she would come back into the shop because now at Barber College people just walk in pay for their haircut and then their name gets put on a board and then you go and grab that ticket and then you grab the client. And it's not really like they can request for you a little bit, but most of the time they don't, they just get whoever gets them. And so she would come and request for me. And when she would do that, I would tell her, I can't do it. I was like, Oh, I got to go. I got to go do something. I just, I, I haven't really talked to her since. Look, you're here to oh, work. Like you're here to learn. Ago. You're not here to get treated like a piece of meat. Yeah, for real. Okay. So that's the story number one. And that was more along the lines of just the awkward deal. The next one was little kids. Little kids will say pretty much anything. And it makes, it makes for some really funny situations. I'm actually working in the shop I'm at now. And this kid comes in. I'm cutting his hair. I can't really remember how he brings it up, but it really wasn't organic. It wasn't like we had asked him a question and he answered it. And that's why he told us this information, but he's sitting there. And I think I generally, I ask everybody, how are you doing today? What's up? Or something like that. And the kid turns to me and says, my, my mom or my dad kicked out my mom last night. And the mom's face like lit up, like she was so embarrassed. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> I had, I, I don't even remember exactly what happens after that because I'm pretty sure like we just ignored that he said that, giggled a little bit, and then just went on with the haircut. Let's pause there because damn, that's real. Okay, time for some commercials. We'll be right back. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now, let's go ahead. Let's finish off this live phone call from Philly. And the kid turns to me and says, my dad kicked out my mom last night. And the mom's face, like, lit up. Like, she was so embarrassed. And I'm like, uh, okay. I had, I, I don't even remember exactly what happens after that because I'm pretty sure like we just ignored that he said that, giggled a little bit, and then just went on with the haircut. Damn. But that old TV show kids say the darndest thing needs to come back because like 2021 version, 2022 that's about to happen would be so freaking funny. Uh, These kids have so much more knowledge about words and phrases. And so much and less do. understanding of how to be around other human beings. It's gonna be. There's yeah. gonna, you're right. There's yeah. gonna. There's gonna be a handful of years where just kids who have not been uh, um, brought into society in the way that we <laughs> like to bring them in are just gonna be blurting out all of our secrets and fucked up right. shit. Oh god, that's terrifying. That's terrifying, isn't it? It's I, awful. Do you want to hear about my worst haircut experience ever? Yes, actually, yes. So I went to a college called Rutgers University, and uh, the hey, main branch, down, it's, it's not far, there's one of them in Camden, which is right across the river from here, and then there's another one too. Uh-huh. There's a city called New Brunswick in New Jersey, which is close enough to Philly. Some people here know, it's a, it's a town where like, it's, it's like, uh, it's a college town, but it's just fucked up and dark. Man. Like, I, I think it's fair to say a, a lot of people, even if they don't go to Rutgers, if you live like within this area, a lot of people probably have the worst night of their lives in New Brunswick, even if you don't go to Rutgers. Amazing. Like, it's a place where Love people, it, it's like people go and they party and it gets weird and dark and it's messed up. I once, when I was in college, I still used to get my, my hair cut by my aunt growing up and I would drive home uh-huh. and my aunt Rose would cut my hair. And then I, I hit a point, I'm like, yeah, I got my own apartment now. I'm like 20 years old. I don't need to get my hair cut by uh-huh. my aunt bothering her. So down the block for me, her. There was this. Uh, she probably loved it. <laughs> she, I look back on it. I'm like, oh, it was bonding between myself and my relative. And she probably, I thought I was yeah. bothering her. Meanwhile, like I missed, I missed it so much. That was my cool ass Aunt Rose. Uh-huh. Um, so there was this love lady down the block. I love uncles. They're amazing. <laughs> you are. Aunts and uncles are the unsung heroes of child development. I swear. 
Did not anticipate this. Uh, uncles are the unsung heroes getting an applause break tonight. Didn't see it. My wholesome, my wholesome Midwestern friend. So there was this lady a few blocks down from me, and she used to cut hair, and nobody ever really went there. I said, I'll just go there, man. I went, walked in. Her name, she, this place has been long gone, so I don't feel bad. It was Madam Jacqueline's. And I walked in, uh-huh. and uh, she seemed, like, surprised that anyone came in. <laughs> And she was like, hey. And I was like, hi, do you, can, do you have availability for a walk-in? And she's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Like, she seemed shocked that anyone wanted a haircut. So I was like, what is yeah, this now? I know the feeling. The first thing that happens is I sit down, and she goes, with a totally straight face, she just goes, so if a bird lands on my head, that's just bird, bird. Don't worry about it. And I was like, I'm like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, I, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't get the reference. And then moments later, a fucking bird emerged from a back room like a parakeet and started like zipping around and it would occasionally just land on her while she's cutting my hair and then she got out the clipper. It sounds like the bird. It sounds like the mean bird from Rio. You ever watch Rio? I haven't caught Rio yet but I'm sure with my two-year-old I'll be watching it any day now. Yeah, watch Rio. That movie's amazing. So... There's an evil bird that sounds just like this. I'll keep my eyes peeled. I'll keep my eyes peeled. So then she's cutting my hair. The clippers are like broken. Like they're moving. Like in my memory, this was so, this was like 21 years ago, but I still feel like I could hear, like, you know how it's supposed to be. I swear to you, I could hear it going like click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, click. Like they weren't moving fast (laughs) enough and it was hurting so, so bad. She's not, make, she's not making enough to buy new ones. It was she's bad. Lucky she got you as a client that day. It's true. Well, here's the real deal. Then this guy comes in halfway through and he's like, oh. And she's like, no, it's all right. I'm almost done. And I was like, what is this? And they, she's like, I'll be right back. I have to talk with my friend. And she goes into the room behind me and shuts the door. But she shut it too hard and the door bounced open. And I watched. My hair is like two-thirds cut. And I'm just looking in the mirror because I can see behind me as her and this uh-huh. man just start blasting lines of cocaine. Just start blasting <laughs> rails of coke. There's like a bird flying around my head. I'm looking in the mirror at this like fucked up half haircut. I'm like, I can't leave. I have half of my hair is cut. Half, it's not, I can't leave. She just blasted a bunch of coke and then came out, finished my haircut. And then she didn't have any change. So I had to go down the block to a pizza place. This place, Tata's on Hamilton Street. Tata's is the best. And then she, like, I bought a slice and gave her, a, the, the, she, like, gave me my change. I paid her up. And then she left. And Tata, the old man Tata, turned to me. He's like, never trust that woman. Never trust her. I was like, Tata, I've learned my lesson, dude. I barely trust you, Tata. Like, I'm not very going to trust her again. This is the worst it got. And I've had a lot of bad haircuts. Now, we've got a couple questions about your girlfriend's nail situation. One, we had someone asking, when your girl gets her nails done, does it make you dizzy? Also, someone wants to know if she's getting acrylics right now. This is very important. Well, um, she doesn't want acrylics because she typed. um, She's getting matte black done. And she's doing that because Halloween's coming. And she kind of wants it a little festive. And she don't want to have to get them done again before the 31st. But we already have a plan in case she does want to get them done again. She might actually. She probably will. She loves her nails done. But um, she doesn't want acrylics because, yeah, she doesn't want to have to mess with typing and getting on her phone and unlocking doors and eating food and basically being a regular human. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) One of the running questions I saw uh, about a half dozen people say, we got to talk to you about how you've managed to coach such an efficient middle school football team. Because I believe you said you guys are 7-0 and thus far this season? Oh, our middle school season is over and we finished 7-0. and 7-0. I will say someone up front just yelled out, the Eagles need to know. So <laughs> The Eagles should have played Jalen Hurts a lot sooner. They shouldn't have gotten rid of a lot of people. And they just get rid of Earth for whatever reason. I don't understand it. Here's my thing with the Eagles. The Eagles should be I'm going to tell you, I'm, my friend, I'm going to pause you. I want you to finish the sentence. I will say, this crowd has been full of nothing. They've been so charmed by the image of you sitting around in your sweatshorts, cutting triangles into, into the hair of, of, of um, you know, people, people hitting on you. 
hearing all your opinions on all this <laughs> stuff. The fact that you were so sympathetic about acrylics being an unfair body standard for women. <laughs> the second you started offering opinions on Eagles football from Kansas, I could feel them all going like, what the fuck is this about to be? So just tread carefully. Because you will suffer no consequences and I will suffer all of them. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. I've always liked the Eagles. I always liked their attitude. They're, they're kind of, in Eagles fans, they're fun to watch. <laughs> like when you're watching an Eagles game, you get to see little spurts of what the fans look like, and they look like a great time. I would love to go to a Philly game. You got them back, my man. You saying got them back. That, <laughs> saying that, I am a Seattle fan. <laughs> which is, I guess, isn't bad blood over there. I, I don't, I, I really don't know. Hey, listen, but, you could have said Giants, and I would have gotten a chair thrown at my head. The Giants are always going to be awful. <laughs> they will never figure it out. Okay, they're on your side, my man. They're on your side. You got them. <laughs> you got them. But anyways, to answer the question, um, how I got a successful season was basically just instilling into them that they don't have to be perfect and they don't have to win every game, but they just have to try hard and give it their best effort and go out there and play with each other. So it's never ever about winning, it's always about getting better. So anytime we had a chance to learn, we always took that chance to learn and get better, and we didn't fall on our mistakes. You're like the, like uh, the Ted Lasso of middle school Kansas football. <laughs> It's a, it's a lot easier being an assistant coach because then you kind of get to work one-on-one -on -one with smaller groups and building those relationships is a lot of fun. And uh, why, I got to talk about one kid I'm pretty excited about. He's a seventh grader. He's kind of, he kind of didn't look like a football player, didn't act like one. Um, everyone that's been around football players know exactly how football players act. They're pretty cocky, arrogant. Um, they hold themselves pretty... Uh, people tend not to like them or love them. I mean, you know, they're kind of teeter-totter on that line with a lot of people. But this kid was pretty, like, he looked like he'd rather be sitting in a dark room playing video games. He um, looked like he would have been one of my friends. Talk. Looked like he would have been friends yeah. with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he, <laughs> he definitely did not look like he wanted to play football. And yeah. First weekend, I really still didn't think he wanted to play football. The He's visibly sad. Game, he wears age-inappropriate clothes. He... <laughs> yeah you guys probably shop at the same store and all that mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but he he grew you know he didn't give up he came to every practice he was never late he was early he showed up and he gave it his best effort in the last game he was the best he was one of the best kids on our seventh grade team he got two interceptions in a reception that he almost scored a touchdown on and ended up being very instrumental in our victory from, for our seventh graders. Our seventh graders did not go seven and oh, our eighth graders did, but our seventh graders are kind of like a B team anyways. And they're kind of, it's more along the lines of trying to get them reps and get them to know football a little better. So watching this kid go from pretty bottom of the totem pole to the top, just by trying hard and figuring it out. And I mean, I was just, that, that's stuff right there that makes you want to coach all the time. Just watching his confidence score. Now, is this, uh, we talking full tackling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, let me ask you. Now, I, I said I was in a small town, but we're not small enough to where we have to play that wannabe football eight-man stuff. We play 11-man football. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is that your girlfriend coming home? No, I'm sorry. I was looking for food. <laughs> what are you in the? What are you trying to eat? Dude, we got some cereal, but it's almost out. Um, so basically, I'm just waiting for my girlfriend to get home, and I'm gonna talk her into going somewhere with me to get food. What are you? Where are you hoping to go? Uh, 
I don't know. I just drive down our one road and figure it out. <laughs> profound. <laughs> That's like a weird, profound Zen wisdom moment. Now, let me talk to you, though. You're right. watching eighth graders play football. Yeah. Nobody wants to see these kids uh, get hurt. Everybody's worried about no. concussions. I know about this. And you are clearly yep. a very good-hearted person. We've learned that all night, let alone what you just said about coaching and that story about that seventh grader. That uh -huh. being said, do you ever see... When you see an eighth grade linebacker come flying out of nowhere and just take somebody out, is there still, do you still have a visceral primal joy in it as you would if it was the NFL? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. We have this, we have this kid. He's, he's, I'll just call him number six. That's what our coaches call him anyways. We say we're going to give him a heavy dose of six because this kid is just an animal. I mean, he, we send him off the edge. He goes and just smashes people, and us coaches just all are just in euphoria watching him be the manliest man at 14 years old. It, <laughs> you know, we teach him how to tackle right, so we're not scared he's going to hurt someone or himself. So when you see a great form tackle, it's just pure joy. You're like, oh, thank God one kid's got it figured out. <laughs> And when you see him, like, come around the edge, I don't know anything about football uh -huh. the right terminology. If this kid gets around the edge and he, <laughs> he gets a step, right, he gets past the offensive line, and this, uh -huh. this quarterback doesn't even realize, like, he doesn't even have him in yeah. the peripheral vision. Are you just sitting there mm -hmm. going, like, this is like watching, like... Everyone holds their breath. Because <laughs> they're like, this could be the time that he hurt somebody. <laughs> and are you thinking that in a good way or a bad way? In a, in a bad way, you don't ever want, we, we don't ever want to hurt somebody. We accidentally hurt somebody's quarterback early this, earlier oh, this year. Sucks. It wasn't him, by the way. It was another stud we have. And, <laughs> it, and it really was purely situational. The, guy, the, ki the kid, he was a great quarterback, and I'm sad because we were having a great back-and-forth game. They were playing good. We were playing good. And it was finally a game that I felt like we were going to be able to win just by – being better and being better coached and not just because they hurt somebody. So we're kind of going back and forth and we're ahead by one point. And so this quarterback's trying to make something happen. He's scrambling around and uh, he tries to throw and he tries to throw over one of our defensive linemen and leaves his feet, which is a big no-no. Do not leave your feet, protect your body at all times, take the stack. But he jumps throws, our guy lands on him, and he breaks his collarbone. And it's stuff like that that you're just like, God, you yeah, know, like, it sucks. I would rather beat somebody just because we were better, better coached, and was in the right spots at the right time, rather than hurting someone because they were in the wrong spot at the wrong time, you know? Of course, of course. I have to, one of my great fears is that my son would want to play football. I don't want my son playing football. <laughs> Start him in flag. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. I coached flag football the last two years. This is my first year as a paid coaching job. The last two years I volunteered because I just love football so much and I love and I want other kids to love football because I feel like it has helped me when I didn't have somebody there to show me how to be tough and get hurt and come back up and, you know, roll with the punches. So I felt like I needed to teach that to the next generation, that love of football that I grew up with. So I was volunteering for this rec center that we have in town doing flag football, and flag football is just pure joy. Girls play, boys play, they're not good, but they just get out there. <laughs> they just get out there and they try, and I have fun with it. My last, my last team I coached, their team name was Beans and Cheese. And all of our... All of our play calls were like Mexican food related. So we had like burrito, taco. We have a restaurant here in town that got shut down because ICE came in and wiped them all out. And that was called Play as Bull. So we had to play. <laughs> we had to play after them. We had a play called after them and everything. And oh, that sucks. It was Play as Bull special. 
Did that happen halfway through the season? No, that happened recently. And it was a bad deal. I cut the guy's hair, cut his kid's hair. Actually, I coached the guy's kid on that team. Wait, which guy? The guy um, who ice the ice agent or the guy who the ice agents came he, after? No, the guy that ice agent came after. Huh. But it was a higher up deal. It was like a franchise. They're all running these crazy, uh, like underground um, things where they're hiring illegals and stuff. And it, it was very sad. We loved all the people that came to Great Bend. They worked really hard and they never hurt nobody. And the whole town was pretty sad that that happened to that group of people. But we are, we are actually, we just tonight, they opened the, another restaurant opened and that guy is managing that and people are back to work. And hopefully. That's where you got to eat tonight, bro. I, I want to. I want to. They opened at five. You just they keep... opened at five, so I was hoping that by my time my girlfriend gets home, I can talk her into it because then they won't be as busy, won't be as many people. You just keep driving down that She's one re- road till you hit that place, man. Yeah, it's there. It's there. I take a left on my street, take another left onto the one street, <laughs> and just keep going straight. It's on the left hand side. I can get there in like five minutes. <laughs> I can't believe that for us to be sitting here to be like, we're talking to this guy about haircuts and then Gether tells the bird story. And now we're talking about coach of football. Oh, he's talking about acrylic nails. Also the harsh realities of ice, the harsh realities of ice Dude. showing up in a small Kansas town. Anyway, let's oh. get back to the fun times, bro. Should we do some, uh, <laughs> let's do some audience questions. That feels like a good way. Let's to- do it. Let's do it. I was about to ask. Sasha is okay. Sasha's trying to cause controversy out here. Sasha just for oh, no. ra- randomly inserting this into the evening. And this is, oh, it's uh, going to be a can of worms. It says, You mentioned cereal. Hot take. Soup is also cereal. Go. What a, what a weird, what a weird question. Okay. Now, what in the world would make you think? Like, is milk broth? I don't think milk's broth. I think soup is like inside broth, is it not? Milk is not broth, although I hadn't thought of it that way, and it did make me pause. Is milk just broth in a cold borscht cereal? Is all cereal borscht? I guess if you look at like um, like an alphabet soup, right? Like it's it's alphabet soup is kind of like just cereal with tomato milk, right? Oh, Sasha, why did you do this? You know when you get cocoa puffs? And you put them in there, and you put regular milk in there, and then the cocoa puffs kind of melt into the milk. Yeah, yeah. Could that technically be a broth? Because when you're cooking down the, the bones to get, get your broth, the, the flavor kind of enhances into, I don't know. It's a toss-up. So you're saying when you eat cocoa puffs, you're kind of cooking them down to a concentrate that you're then using as the base for a broth? God for a broth, damn it, yeah. Sasha! <laughs> I also want to let you guys know, everybody, this is not a question, but just update. James Gregg says, update. I can report. I have received confirmation. Shout out was successful. Sounds to me like James is indicating that he will be getting laid tonight, which is well done. Congratulations, James and Melissa. Okay. Oh, I got to tell you, I'm going to go see you in Denver. Oh, you're going to come see me in Denver? Denver. Nice. I'm yeah. gonna come. Me and my girlfriend, we got the tickets. We're gonna come. It is in December. I don't understand why you did that, um, but we're gonna love it anyways. We're gonna go and have a good time. Um, I might get a T-shirt made that says "I'm that football guy that you talked to." I don't know, or barber. I don't know. Now speaking but, of barber, um, Margie asks, as a professional barber, should I shave my head? I'm a girl and also probably manic, so let's keep that in mind. So here's the thing. I love manic people. They do some funny stuff, but they also do some stuff they regret. Um, I have a friend that will manically text me his amazing ideas, and I let him say those ideas, and then I give it a day, and then he doesn't do those ideas. I'll, I'll say that right off the get. But I will say women can look really good with shaved heads. It does, it does work. 
it does work. It is just hair also. Understand that hair grows back. And if it doesn't, it's just mm. hair. Okay? People, people, people need to understand that the way you look does not justify your worth. So if you don't have hair, doesn't mean that you're worthless. My little brother fought cancer and he is he has lost his hair several times. And that was beautiful. I shave my head with him every time. And how's he feeling now? How's he doing? It, it's not great news. He is on the other side, watching down from us, doing his thing up there. I'm very sorry to hear that. That's really a, what a sad thing. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. It, it's very sad. And I've had a lot of time to deal with it. And, um, it, you know, it's not something you deal with. But it, I had a lot of time to process it. And me and my family, we all still process it um, slowly but surely. And it's something that won't go away. And I'm glad that it doesn't because that means he's still a part of my life. Yeah. You said you're only 23? 23. That's what you said, right? There's only 23 what? Didn't you say at one point you were 23 years old? Oh, yeah, I'm 23. <laughs> I have to say, I've never seen somebody walk the line of, you say a lot of stuff where I'm like, ah, I remember being 23 and carefree and kind of like, figuring out life and then but you also throughout this hour have dropped multiple things that have kind of taken me aback because they're very wise and truthful some might say beyond beyond what you would expect from someone of your age i appreciate that i really do it's it's, it's the trauma okay trauma makes you grow up fast <laughs> Now, and trauma makes you say jokes about trauma, okay? I just, but that's, that's kind of that's what happens. You know, dad, dad left when I was really young. That dad was on meth. Um, real dad kind of went in and out of my life, and a whole lot of stuff happened. So I had to grow up pretty quick, take care of myself, and take care of my brothers, and take care of my mom. My mom was a great lady. She did hair. And she, she's now working for the health department and kind of going full circle because of my little brother and his fight. She felt like she needed to go and still help people in a way. So that's what she does now. And if it wasn't for her, a lot of good people, some good football coaches, um, I probably wouldn't be so wise. I'd probably be somewhere else acting like my dad. God damn. I'm glad you made it through all that. I think I can speak for yeah. everybody when I say, for up until now, we all thought you were kind of like a lovable stoner football barber. Hey, where did you come up with the stoner? Round of applause if you thought this guy might be kind of a stoner. Okay, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Good Lord. Bro, you're telling us how you're sitting around wearing sweatshorts looking through cereals. <laughs> I am 100% sober. I just worked all day. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Now, listen, Margie had asked about uh, shaving her head as a woman. You said go for it. If you're feeling it, it can look amazing. Uh -huh. I think that's true. Uh, wait, wait 24 hours. Wait 24 sit hours. Sit on it. Yep. So, yeah, if 24 hours go by and you're like, yep, this is me, do it. I'm with you. Now, you mentioned my hair. You said, look, you're working with what you got. Doesn't seem like you have many other options. Um, <laughs> the people in the room with me can see this uh, little thing that sticks up. It's becoming more and more of an island, less of a peninsula. It's concerning. Uh. Let me ask you this. In professional opinion, because you said, remember, it's just hair. It grows back. Not for all of us, my man. Mm -hmm. Not for all of us, yes. How do I know when it's time to shave it? I think I would look insane with a shaved head. I would look crazy. Here, here I, I honestly, people ask me this all the time, and I when should Chris get their shave his head? For, <laughs> if, if you're looking for, if you're looking for your hair to open its mouth and say, "Hey, but it's time to let me go," it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. If if you are just 
getting to a point of comfortability yeah. with yourself and you're like, you know, this is going to be a whole lot easier. I don't have to blow dry it in the morning. I don't have to do all the other stuff. I don't know what you do. I'm just saying whatever you do, you don't have to do it because I, I take that number one and a half on top of my head and I'll go shower and that's it. Wake up in the morning. I go. It's easy. But do if, I need to if get that's jacked? A life for you, if, if that's I, a life for you to where you can just wake up and go for it, then it's time to shave your head. I, I have never lived a life where I can just wake enjoy. up and go for it. I, over, I wake up and before I get out of bed, I go, can I make it through another day? <laughs> Overthinking everything, doubting myself, feeling guilty. I've never once woken up and been like, another day where I get to go for it. Not at all. Not at all. I usually make it to like 8.15 okay. a.m. and I'm you, like, I want to go back to if bed. You want, if you want one more thing to not overthink about yeah. in the morning. Sure. Like, does my hair look okay? Yeah. Is, is someone going to say something about my hair today? Because no one's going to say anything. The only thing people say about someone that doesn't have hair on top is they might want to try to touch it. That, that's about it. Now, listen, though, if I shave my head, do I have to get jacked? Because I feel like I can't have a head, I can't have a shaved head this big and a body this soft and little. Look, hey, look at Jeff, look at Jeff, ba- ba- I can't say his name, can you Bezos? help me out? <laughs> the rich guy. Ah, getting booed out of the room. Look at Kelly. Anyway, Jeffrey, Beso, Beso whatever. He don't have hair on top, and he makes more money than both of us. Then most of us. By most of us, you mean literally all of us. Every one of us combined, okay? Okay. We've got 40 seconds left. I'm going to fire you some questions. These are quick ones. Not Alice Brew says, how do you deal with head moles asking for a friend? Shave them off. Next one. We love you, JJ. Just wants you to know you're a good bro. Roger Great. Wilco wants to know, have you ever heard of Delco? Do you have opinions on Mayor of Easttown? I don't know anything about that. I haven't ventured too far out of Kansas. Anthony says, every human should buzz their head once in life. You never know the look you like until you try it. Exactly. That's a good, that's a good point. Benny good point, wants- but you also don't know what, what you don't like until you try it, too. So. Fair. Okay. One last question. One last question. Okay. Our time is up. Very okay. important question. Okay. Benny wants to know what you're going to be for Halloween. Ooh. I was thinking of... Ah, oh, shoot. I, I, I have a beard, so all, all the stuff I wanted to be, I can't be anymore. Um, I grew this beard. So I, I was thinking, like, maybe a pirate or something. Um, but our dogs are going to be... Um, the little one is going to be Baby Yoda, and then we're going to have Darth Vader has the bigger one because she she has black fur. And now listen, closing time. You and okay. I have gotten uh, we've gotten to know each other. I feel like we've hit a level of comfort good. here. You've cut deep. We yeah. didn't we didn't expect these references to your backstory coming. You've you've made us laugh. You've made us think. You've made us consider uh-huh. hairstyles as. As, as sort of a philosophical choice, you've talked to uh-huh. us about coaching and uh, how to motivate kids. And I'm wondering now that you and I feel comfort with each other, uh-huh. do you want to reconsider and maybe propose marriage to your girlfriend here on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> are, are, you said you were just kidding. But... Is that really what you wanted to say, or do you have something else you're going to say? Dude, I'm going to tell you, your girlfriend's going to hear those cute little nervous giggles you just had. You're going to get laid like that guy James Craig out in our audience tonight. That's how that's going to go. No, callers, thank you so kids. much for calling. She's going to be like, you should have Philly, done it. thank you so much for having our callers back. Thank you. Caller, thanks so much. I wish we had another hour because you, you finally got comfortable enough to reveal that backstory in there and you fought through some stuff. It's really cool. Really cool to hear how hard you're fighting and how you're trying to uh, push back against some of the examples set for you so you can set a better example. It's amazing. Thank you so much for calling. 
Thank you to Jared O'Connell for engineering this one in the room, along with Andrea Quinn. Thanks for Marcus Hom and your, for your help at the studio back home. Anita Flores for producing the show. Shellshag for the music. ChrisGeth.com if you want to know more about me, my live dates. And uh, guess what? Hit that button that says follow or subscribe or favorite wherever you're listening. It really helps when you do. Remember, we got merch at podswag.com. Remember, stitcherpremium.com slash stories if you want ad-free episodes as well as tons of other content from our show and other shows. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.